Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is wonderful to have you here at the end of June. Can you believe it? We are halfway through 2021, and luckily we are out of a Mercury retrograde. Might still be in a shadow period, but we will find out more about that. We certainly have had some interesting planetary movement, all kinds of activity that's been going on, eclipses and all kinds of things, and they do affect us. I mean, if the moon can affect the ocean and we are mostly water, then why can't the planets and the moon and the sun and the stars affect us as well? So many of us are always wondering who we are when it is actually written in the stars. And my guests today are going to tell you how to discover more of who you are, but also how to find peace of mind according to your sun, moon, and rising sign. In Mindful Astrology, best-selling master astrologers Monty Farber and Amy Zerner teach you how to use the essentials of astrology to more mindfully navigate your life and your relationships. These repeat guests, both on the radio as well as in 1111 magazine, are two of my favorite people. I love everything they create, and they create a slew of things, everything from oracle decks to books to beautiful artwork and clothing, cookbooks, and more, jewelry, everything. So you are going to be delighted to know them if you don't. And if you already do, then it's time to pick up more of their great stuff. Amy Zerner and Monty Farber are a best-selling husband and wife team whose many projects include The Enchanted Tarot, which has sold millions of copies worldwide, Amy's award-winning artwork is in the collections of numerous corporations and prominent individuals like Shirley MacLaine, Oprah Winfrey, and Martha Stewart. And since 1988, Monty has used his friendly, humorous, down-to-earth approach to train people around the world to improve their intuition and decision-making abilities. Together, they have been guests on many morning shows like ABC's Eyewitness News, Sunday, and Fox Good Day in New York, L.A., Atlanta, and Detroit, and featured in The Observer on Vogue.com, Oprah.com, and Forbes.com. You can find out about everything that they do at TheEnchantedWorld.com because they are the enchanted world of Amy Zerner and Monty Farber. Welcome back, Amy and Monty. It's so great to have you here. Hey, Simran. We, we miss you. We're so glad to be talking with you. It's great to talk to you. I can't keep up with you with the enormous creative capacity that you both have. I know. Um, if we do any more, our introductions are going to be longer than our interviews. <laughs> that is the truth. I absolutely love the creativity oracle that, that you put out last year. It is one of the most stunning oracle decks that I have ever seen, and it is filled with so much of your beautiful artwork uh, Amy, so I'm thrilled to uh, have you back here to discuss mindful astrology and to let my listeners know a little bit more about astrology if they're not familiar uh, with it. We certainly have had quite the number of astrological events in the sky. Do you want to update us on where we are in well, today's sure. world, especially after all that's gone on the last 15 the months? <laughs> there is. I mean, it started in uh December or, or, or January 12th of 2020, when Saturn and Pluto came together in Capricorn. That's only happened 
five times in the last um, 2,000 years. And they come together often, but not in that sign. And, and that is what astrologically was the trigger for the pandemic. It usually in the last, in those five times, it's always been a paradigm shift, whether it was Kublai Khan declaring that everyone in China was now a Buddhist or, or you know, there's been that Charlemagne trying to reunite, uh, you know, make the Roman Empire great again, that kind of thing. So it was a major event that astrologers were watching. And we're coming out of that now. We're Right now we're in the Saturn and Uranus square. Uranus represents the energy that wants to make your life new and exciting. Saturn represents the energy that says don't do anything new and exciting. Stand still and get the work done. So that's why things are kind of nuts right now. <laughs> well, that could be a little confusing to say That's go forward, but don't it, go. <laughs> it years and it always signifies a new world order. I mean, the United States has a chart, everything has a chart, and, and we're coming up on the Pluto return. Pluto takes 247 years, I think, to go around the solar system. So we're coming up on the first Pluto return, and that is a very big deal for an astrologer. Um, it, it represents fundamental transformation, and you can see that going on every day. We, we tell people now to innovate or else they'll be left behind because, yes. you know, we do want, we wish things would go back to the old normal, but we know that's not going to happen. So right. we have to try new things, change our old ways, you know, change habits that didn't serve us. I think the pandemic gave a lot of people a lot of time to think about who they were and what they really, really want to do. And uh, that's what astrology, it's, it's the gift of astrology to help you know yourself better. Right. And we think that's why Mindful Astrology has thankfully been doing very well. It sold out its first printing in three weeks and it, it continues to be doing well. And I think it's because, you know, Amy and I, we are really good at explaining to people who have an interest but no prior knowledge of, of astrology or tarot for that matter. That's our specialty is explaining to people, you know, you have a right to think this is nonsense, but here's why it's not. And, and mindful astrology talks not just about the sun sign, which is what everybody knows. You know, it's what they ask in bars. What's your sign? <laughs> but it tells you about your moon sign, which is your emotional intelligence in astrology and your rising sign, which is a fascinating concept. Probably the most important in astrology that no one ever talks about it, which is that's how you appear to other people. So if you're born at sunrise, the sign that's on the horizon is the same as your sun sign, so you're, what they see is what they get. But there's 11 other signs. So most people, what you see is not necessarily what you get, and that's what the rising sign's about. Before we jump into all that, you talked a little bit about how we need to be more innovative and how we are not going to go back to what was, that there is no normal uh, and, and there's likely not to be a new normal. So give the distinction between astrology and mindful astrology. Why the word mindful and how are people being mindful through this particular book or the way that you're showing them astrology? Well, we're trying to fill people's minds. That's the easiest explanation. Also, <laughs> well, if you don't remember it, if it's not part of your life, if you're not mindful of it, it's not going to do you any good because it's not our passing thoughts that determine our life's experience. It's our strongly held beliefs. So what we're trying to do is put it into your mind in a way that not only fills up your mind, but gives you a new outlook. And just reading this book, it makes you innovate a new way of approaching life because 
when we're born and we take our first breath, we ingest this hologram of the subtle energies that are coming in from the planets. If you don't think they have subtle energies, then that's what gravity is. Um, and the sun obviously does because it keeps all the planets around us. There's these all these subtle waves coming in. So each of us is a hologram of the moment we were born. And mindful astrology is a way, and uh, don't ask me how it works, but I just know it works. Also, mindfulness means uh, being fully, bring your, bringing your attention fully to the moment. And we want to be sensitive to our reactions to things, which has to do with our moon sign to our partner's reactions to things, to other people. So this helps you navigate each step on your path, which is being mindful of, you know, what your actions are, but also to be mindful of who other people are and how you can navigate your relationships with them. Because if I'm aware that somebody is a Pisces rising, they might appear Sensitive. Sensitive, daydreamy, thinking about other things when they're supposed to be thinking about me. <laughs> you get you get a whole portrait of a person when you know their sun, moon, and rising sign, and that helps you communicate better. So if somebody has a silent rising sign like a Scorpio rising or uh, a Cancer rising, they hold their emotions in more and they might not articulate exactly like a Sagittarius rising who's sometimes too honest. So... It gives an understanding of other people and how to relate to them and also to accept the diversity. It helps you be more tolerant because we're all unique individuals. Now, in the book, you write that you come to believe that the common denominator of all suffering is poor decision-making. And so how can astrology support individuals in making better decisions? Well, let's say you're an Aries. Um, You'll jump to a conclusion Uh, And you probably should not second guess yourself. So right there and knowing you, you know, that that's the two rules, right? Know thyself and nothing in excess. Those were the two uh, carved inscriptions on the on on the columns flanking the entrance to the Oracle of Delphi, the the big time Oracle back in ancient Greece. And, And and knowing thyself through astrology is an essential part. And especially if you're a parent of a child. Knowing what's going on with that child, oh my God, astrology can give you insights that you'll never get any other way. Now, what about the natal chart? Do you think everyone should have that natal chart done and does that yeah. last throughout our lives or well, is this free. astrology shifting? It's, it's free. I mean, you go online. The internet's got some wonderful stuff and you, you can go to a place like uh, Astrograph Software. That's the one we like because they make a chart that looks like a pizza, which is the best way. I'm working on a book right now that teaches people the basics of astrology because I was able to get people to understand how to read a chart in 12 weekly sessions. And so you you can get there and you know your sun, moon, rising sign. And it doesn't come in in symbols. It, it prints it right in English words or whatever language you're in. It says sun, moon, rising sign. Also, it, it's really fun. Yeah. Ran, as you know, astrology... To know what, what are you, by the way, Simran? What's your sun, moon, and rising? My sun is Pisces, my moon is Cancer, and my rising is Gemini. That makes so much sense, you know, knowing you a little. But if I didn't know you, I'd know that you were super psychic from from being a Pisces and, and having the Cancer influence. And then the Gemini rising is you have to multitask all the time and you're always writing, you know, you're an author. I would know that without knowing you. Yeah, and how about 11-11? That's very Gemini. <laughs> you know, 
the symbol for for Gemini is the Roman numeral two, but it's very similar to eleven eleven, actually. Oh, that's fascinating. Now, for those people that want to kind of scoff at astrology or think it's just some more woo-woo stuff that the New Age people are into, you actually put in here uh, some of the scientific backing and some individuals, even from the psychological backing of Carl Jung or things that Einstein said that help to back up our ability to use astrology. Talk a little bit about the scientific and the psychological. Well, first of all, I don't blame anybody for thinking that it's nonsense. Before, when I met Amy in 1974, she was studying astrology, and I was studying Amy, so I learned astrology. But prior to that, I thought it was nonsense. But yes, it's true. There are scientific underpinnings for astrology, but it does require a certain amount of a leap of faith and giving it a try. And it, there's there's a lot of reasons to scoff, but if you try it, you know, Sir Isaac uh, Newton was an astrologer. And when Haley, the, the, of Haley's comic fame, said, how could you believe in that? He said, sir, I have studied these things. You have not. It's basically a science of observation. So in ancient times, they watched the moon. I mean, we can all see how the moon affects the tides. You were saying that in the introduction. And because we're all water, it affects us. You can see it affects our cycles and our moods. Also, the full moon. I mean, Monty's father was a policeman. He has lots of stories about full moon events, being a a policeman in New York. But, I mean, people in ancient times, they would plant according to the moon, and they would watch different events, and politicians and rulers always had astrologers to advise best days. And we know astrology took a leap of um, being (laughs) more fascinating when it was in the news that the Reagans used an astrologer to guide when they would board a plane when they would sign documents yeah even even late at night and and he was the first one to break that uh, curse i mean he was shot but he didn't die the teflon president uh, yeah i mean but the, the scientific underpinning anyone who's still listening to us is probably <laughs> interested in it so um yes there are scientific underpinnings but check it out is, is really what i said well uh, also the we know everything is connected and everything's related. The chaos theory points that out, that a butterfly flapping its wings in Japan can affect the weather in the United States. Yeah, and look at the pandemic. Someone getting sick in China can, can affect the whole world. We've, we've had, there's a lot of indications of why, um, why things are interconnected. Astrology is 5,000 years old of observations for five. It used to just be done for the, the ruler, the king, usually. The, they, they do the chart because what happened to the ruler affected the whole nation. And when they started doing charts for individual people, that's when democracy started, really. And also, we, we've um, taken astrology to the modern world in our way, and there's many uh, current contemporary astrologers that have advanced the cause. When we first started studying in, in the early 70s, the books were kind of archaic, and they didn't, uh, they sort of weren't balanced between men and women, or women were assigned still as household keepers and, and, and homemakers. sex objects. Yeah, so I mean, we, we've all been a part of making it modernized. The Theory of Synchronicity by pioneering Swiss psychologist Carl Jung is a second explanation for how the energy patterns formed by planetary placements in space and symbolized in one's astrological birth chart 
can influence a person here on earth. Young's theory states that things occurring at the same moment form a relationship of significance, not actual causality. When you are born, you are a mirror of the energy patterns present at the time and place of your birth, including the energy patterns formed by the subtle gravitational waves given off by the sun, moon, and planets of our solar system. This is from the book, Mindful Astrology, Finding Peace of Mind According to Your Sun, Moon, and Rising Sign. Amy Zerner and Monty Farber are the world's foremost designers of interactive spiritual inner guidance teaching systems, more commonly known today as divination systems or oracles. Since 1988, their creations have helped millions of people around the world in 18 languages get in touch with their higher self as they learned astrology, tarot reading, and numerous other ancient wisdom teachings, which Zerner and Farber have updated for the 21st century, thereby satisfying Monty's Aquarius sun sign. You can find out more about them at theenchantedworld.com. Pick up your copy of Mindful Astrology, and we'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. If you haven't checked it out, look up the current issue of 1111 Magazine. You will see an article in there on Amy and Monty 
uh, and also be able to click directly through to their website after reading. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful article feature. Uh, you can also uh, click on the link at the top of the show page and check out the new 1111 tanks as well as the Rebel Road Find Your Rebel tanks. We've gotten more in and they are available for you now. The practice of astrology results from millennia of observation during which astrologers noticed again and again meaningful coincidences between the positions of the planets and events taking place on Earth. They were especially mindful of how these meaningful coincidences related to the horoscopes made for the rulers of nations, because they felt that what happened to those rulers happened to their nations. When horoscopes started to be constructed for the rest of us, and not just the nobility, the seeds of democracy were first sown. Amy Zerner is also a National Endowment for the Arts award-winning fine artist for her pioneering fabric collage tapestry paintings and a fashion designer whose spiritual couture jackets, caftans, and separates have been sold exclusively by Bergdorf Goodman and Neiman Marcus for the past 20 years. They live on the east end of Long Island with their beloved shaman cat Zane, a perfect example of mindfulness, to whom this book, Mindful Astrology, is dedicated. Uh, welcome back, Amy and Monty. I would love for you to give an understanding as to the distinction between Eastern astrology and Western astrology, because people may get confused as right. to the two, and do the sun, moon, and rising uh, do something different in these two houses of astrology? What's different is the backdrop of the zodiac in uh in, in Eastern or, or, or Hindu astrology, they still use the constellations. Uh, so the planets are in different signs according to the different types of astrology. Um, and Western astrology uses the first day of spring as the first starting point of the zodiac. So, and that changes. It goes backwards through this, the, the constellations, that's one degree every 72 years. And that's what stamps out, stamps out the ages. So it's, I think it's 2,038 years. Uh, the, it's called the, the precession of the equinoxes. The, equi the spring equinox has gone backwards into another sign. That's what we talk about. Now we're in the age of Aquarius. We're coming into it because the first day of spring now occurs in the sign of Aquarius. In the constellation of Aquarius. We use Western astrology. We use Western astrology. I have a lot of respect. For the other ones, but I don't want to confuse people and confuse my issue. We're here. That's what we do. <laughs> and so in Western astrology, does one of them dominate who we are in terms of the sun, moon, and the rising sign, or are they all equal? Well, astrology is a psychological language, and the sun is your ego, your purpose, you know, how you look out on the world. It's like your light bulb. It, it, the sun is like your light, and the moon is like a... a um, like a reflective mirror that just like the moon reflects the sun's light, the moon is your emotional intelligence. Your subconscious. So you can't say one's more important than the other. They're all operating at the same time and they make, we call it your celestial trilogy, which is a portrait the sun, moon, and rising sign. Your rising sign is the clothes you choose to wear, the colors you love, how you walk, your gait, your um, physical appearance, how you present yourself to other people, and that's the first Im impression that you make. And sometimes it's good to be aware of how uh, the yeah. impression that we make. And yeah. as a an fashion designer, I think about it a lot, and I love to know what people's rising signs are, because 
to me, it, it, it's, a, you know, the symbols of their colors and how they want to protect themselves and how they want to project themselves. Speaking so, of things, woke up. <laughs> Zane woke up? <laughs> yeah. he's, he's 20 years old, so he every day with him be, is a gift. He wants to be involved. We know his son, Moon and Rising Sun, too. <laughs> yeah, he's born on Amy's birthday, so they celebrate the birthdays together. It works for animals. Yeah. Well, you talked about the astrology uh, being able to do a chart for anything from uh, yeah. a, a country or a business to an animal and a person. Um, what can you find in doing the chart for, let's say, a business or a new project? Well, there, there's times to start your business and times when maybe you should avoid it. It depends on what the business is. Like we're, bank. we're planning a launch of a, a new aspect of our business and we're picking it astrologically. So you want to... You know, you want a good astrologer to help you do that. I happen to be married to one. <laughs> and I happen to be married to one, too. But but we're actually, we're launching a cryptocurrency named after Zane. There's a, a website called Rally.io, and they're uh, working with creators who have an ecosystem. And it might be something you should check out because anyone who has an ecosystem, it's it's not an investment kind of coin. It's more like a loyalty like a combination of frequent flyer miles and SNH green stamps for anyone who remembers that. Again, we're trying to innovate here. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, Saturn Uranus is the time for everybody to innovate and innovate can mean anything from just trying to do something you do all always the same way differently up to having a crypto coin. <laughs> I think you and know, doing pick, TikTok. Excuse people, me. people like to pick marriage dates. We picked our yeah. marriage date back in 1978 astrologically because we couldn't afford a tent, so we wanted to make sure the weather was good. Yeah. So, so the astrology uh, can really be used to support all kinds of choices, and you talked about in the book how most of uh, when we do have our screw-ups in life, it's usually because of our, our, our bad choices. Now, the signs yeah. have different qualities to them as well. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about the different sign qualities? Well, it starts off with Aries, and they're the first sign, and they like to be first. They don't like to wait. If someone puts them on hold, they hang up. Um, they're the pioneers. The sec and, and, you know, it corresponds to the times of the year in, in, um, in, in, in the Northern Hemisphere because uh, Aries time is springtime. Then the next sign after that is Taurus when they hooked up the oxen and, and started plowing the fields. So Taurus has to do with that rich, earthy smell, and they like things of the earth, and they like money and tactile, tactile stuff. And then comes Gemini when, oh, my God, we've already got everything planted. Now we can go visit people and, and talk. That's, you know, you're a Gemini rising. That's communication. And you think about the two twins in the womb talking to each other, and a lot of twins have their own language, actually. And, and then the next sign after that is cancer, um, which is all about the home, because now some of the plants are, are to the point where, you know, we can be home and, and, and eating and stuff like that. And, and on, top of, on top of all, all of that, the story of it, there's the fire, air, water, and earth qualities, and then there's the cardinal mutable and fixed qualities. Now so. you're really confused. <laughs> <laughs> she asked. No, I'm just, I, you know, then comes Leo, which is, you know, the, the, the dog days of summer when everyone's sitting around like a lion sleeping and then just eating and then going back to sleep. 
And then after that is Virgo. It's like, well, you know what? Uh, winter is coming. You know, not to get all Game <laughs> of Thrones on people. Right. And they get nervous and they start analyzing and they start breaking things up and, and, and getting ready and starting to prepare. And then comes Libra. Libra this is the only sign that is a, uh, an object. It's not an insect or a fish or a person or whatever. And it's because that was the time when the harvest was weighed and it was weighed in public. So Libra rules everything from being in that center port of the scale to seeing the two scales, trying to make balance and make everything harmonious. It rules harvest. It rules coming before the public. It rules contracts because they're the contracts for the food. And then after Libra comes Scorpio because that's when everything sort of uh, starts to die, right? And and that's where the concept of life after death comes from because things would die, but people would eat the food and the things that died, and and they'd live on in that way. And and you you pray that there would be another spring. And then Sagittarius comes on, and and we like to think of Sagittarius as as the the horseback rider, and they would go from country to country or, or area to area, taking the best of what's going on in those other countries. So it rules. You know, foreign travel, it, it rules philosophy, taking the best of the world. And then Capricorn is, is all business and, and yet at the same time has serious needs, you know, emotional needs. That's the goat with the um, fish's tail. Um, so they, they would, when Capricorn happens, you're talking about winter. So it's like, we got to get serious now. We can't do what we want to do. We, we got to survive the winter. Then comes Aquarius, which is, you know, the great... Let's innovate some stuff to and, and be crazy because we got to get through this winter. It's getting really crazy. And then Pisces, oh my God, we don't have any food left. We have to sacrifice for the for the children and for the elderly and for the people that can't. Uh, and so that's, Pisces has to do with compassion. And those are the twelve signs as they relate to the world. And in astrology, these twelve signs they exist inside all of us to some degree as well. Yeah. So are they, are they a type of ladder of consciousness as we move through our lives, both in regard to our specific sign as well as the full uh, scope of the signs within us? What a great question. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a spectrum and we can draw upon it. You know, for instance, if I'm being lazy or unmotivated, I can tap into the energy of Aries or when the moon is in Aries, you know, that will help me get a kickstart and also just drawing on that in other people or in your partner or in your children because we're so individual you're not going to raise each child the same way you're going to draw help them compensate for the weaknesses by their strengths and encourage their strengths and we have to do that within ourselves too but to be aware especially we wrote an astrology cookbook you know, as far as seasonal cooking and to draw upon the energy of the plants that are in season when they're in season, um, it's all about the cycles. Yeah, it, astro- astrology is so fascinating also in the sense that, yes, we all do have um, somewhere in your chart, every one of those signs exist. And there are things, that, like I said before, a chart looks like a pizza. There's 12 slices and each slice is a slice of life. And so if you're born with the sun in the first slice of life, that means your job is to think about yourself. You know, so if people are saying, oh, you think about yourself too much. Well, guess what? You're supposed to be thinking about yourself. So it, it, there's so much interesting things going on in an astrology chart. And, you know, when someone has a birthday, they say many happy returns. That means many mm-hmm. happy solar returns 
In other words, the sun comes back to where it was the moment you were born. And astrologers do something called a solar return chart. And so you can be born with one chart, but every birthday you, you have a different chart for that year. And I'm not saying it overwhelms your birth chart. It does not. But it gives you a feeling for the flavor. And what we're talking about is more advanced astrology, I know. But this is what Amy and I like to do. We like to give you a solid basis. If, and if you want to go further, you can. Uh, we don't have a yeah, book there on there There are fundamentals yet. that you yes. should always know and learn about. Right. Um, there's, but astrology is a lifelong practice. It's like the practice of medicine. You're always learning. And also, it's like being an artist. I mean, every day, Monty and I think about what's going on astrologically for the bigger picture, you know, how it affects the collective. And then we look at our own charts as well to see what cycles, you know, how the, what transits are, that's where the planets are now, how they're affecting our birth charts. Because right. that gives us an understanding of, of what each of us is going through. Right. It's not like we know everything about what's going on. I never would have guessed about the lockdowns and the masks. And the, but we know. knew it was going to be intense, but we didn't right. know how exactly it was going to manifest. But right. now we know. <laughs> well, it's like Jupiter's in Pisces now, and you were saying you're a Pisces sun. So anyone who's uh, in Aries, excuse me, early uh, Pisces is having Jupiter, uh, which is ex the planet of expansion, good fortune. Uh, and publishing, and you're having this important book being published. Right, the first of three, so so that's good. And But there's also something called retrograde motion. People nowadays do know that when Mercury is in retrograde, because everybody, blame, everybody knows. blames every. But all it means is the planet appears to be going backwards like a slower train looks like it's going backwards when it's overtaken by a fast one. Um, what it means is be aware or beware. So you got to be a little more... Um, you got to be a little more attentive to what's going on. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything when you shouldn't buy anything during. Double retrograde. check. Yeah, I mean, this is there's astrology light and there's real astrology, and in mindful astrology, we try and set people on the path correctly. It's a good foundation. It will really get individuals uh, a basis and an understanding of who they are and who people around them are. And I know that on social media specifically on Facebook, uh, you often will put out longer messages, Monty, or you will do some quick question and answer types of things. And there have been quite a few posts over the past few months around truth and truths coming out. Yeah. How do planets create the truths coming out? Well, the planet Uranus, like I talked about, Saturn and Uranus being squared, it represents revolution, it um, represents freedom, it represents innovation, it represents this has gone on long enough, it's time to break it apart. And yet with that Saturn energy, they're, they're at 90 degrees from each other in the solar system. Um, so Saturn is putting, trying to make it uh, relevant, trying to make it practical. So, uh, Uranus wants... It's like a practical revolution. That's actually what's going on now. And you can see people do not want to wait. When you have uh, the Saturn-Uranus square, it's, they don't want to hear, it'll be okay, we just got to do this. We got No, they want it now. That's the planet Uranus. Well, you can see how people want to change history, You know, yes. whether it's the extreme case of taking down statues or changing wording that might have, uh, you know, a bad origin that we weren't aware of. We're becoming aware of the truth of the background of things and what motivates things and how we're being manipulated because 
the truth is coming out. And uh, that's a good thing, even though it's uncomfortable right. many times. And the truth will make you free. And people do have to con- uh, confront their prejudices. Because when you're talking about a revolutionary planet like Earth, uh, you know, the whole thing about astrology is a psychological language. And we all have these various aspects. Like we do have an emotional intelligence, that's the moon. We do have a purpose. We do have an ego, that's the sun. We do have how we come off to other people. And the rising sign is how we come off to other people, whether we want to come off that way or not. So when you're a Scorpio rising, you're going to be misunderstood. And you're an Aries rising, people are going to think you're more aggressive than you're, you think you're being to them. And if you're an Aquarius rising, people are going to think you're unemotional and cold. And if you know that, you can use that knowledge. To not know your rising sign is like getting dressed in the dark with your eyes closed. That's the kind of mindfulness we're talking about. Right. Understanding the combination of your sun, moon, and rising signs, what Monty and Amy call your celestial trilogy, helps you appreciate your character traits with curiosity, kindness, and graciousness, so that they will serve to strengthen your spiritual growth. Unloved and neglected parts of ourselves act out until they get the healing and nurturing attention they require. Developing an awareness of your celestial trilogy is a great place to start in being more mindful of your unique nature, feelings, and projections, as well as those of other important people in your life. Once you've discovered your sun sign, moon sign, and rising sign, you can continue to learn more from Monty and Amy. This book, Mindful Astrology, will allow you to explore all of them together and give you meaningful insights into love and relationships, work and career, wealth and success. These best-selling master astrologers, Monty Farber and Amy Zerner, teach you how to use the essentials of astrology to more mindfully navigate your life and your relationships. Some of their other best-selling titles are The Enchanted Tarot, Karma Cards, The Creativity Oracle, The Chakra Meditation Kit, uh, Astrology for Wellness, The Enchanted Love Tarot, and you can also pick up their Signs and Seasons and Astrology Cookbook so that you have more mindful eating while you have mindful astrology. We'll be right back with more of Monty and Amy. Right after these messages, be sure to visit their website, theenchantedworld.com. That's theenchantedworld.com. Be right back. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? 
1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. We can use mindfulness combined with astrology to wake up and connect with ourselves, improve our self-knowledge, and learn more about how we feel, think, and react. True mindfulness is characterized by self-acceptance and focusing on what is being experienced in the moment, not on the what-ifs, should-haves, would-haves, or could-haves of our lives. The full in the word mindfulness means being fully present. Mindfulness is also about knowing how to dig deep and find your inspiration, how to reflect on different perspectives, and how to make choice and change possible. This is from the book Mindful Astrology, Finding Peace of Mind According to Your Sun, Moon, and Rising Sign. This is written by Monty Farber and Amy Zerner, and they have written numerous other books as well as creating uh, different oracle decks, and Amy creates art and jewelry as well. You can visit their websites, theenchantedworld.com. You can also visit amyzerner.com and montyfarber.com. Monty does provide uh, different types of uh, intuitive sessions as well as astrology readings. And I believe you also have an online course. You mentioned a 12-week course that you did in regard to astrology. Talk a little bit about how individuals once they get this book on mindful astrology, can go a little bit deeper in one of your courses? Well, if people want to learn how to actually read a chart, um, I was asked to do it by a store in Texas uh, called Soultopia. They have three stores down in Dallas. And I had most fun I ever had. I've never taught an astrology class. You know, I tr- we've always tried to do it yourself it. And so Karma Cards, the first book that came out in 1988, when it was discovered that uh, the Reagans used an astrologer, which is, I think, what launched it, um, I've always thought that that was enough. But teaching the class was so much fun, and we recorded it. It was on Zoom, and now people can take it and are taking it to learn how to read a chart in 12 weeks. 12 lessons, really. It depends on how fast you want to go. It can seem very daunting or overwhelming, but... Um, we try to make it fun. Yeah, I have a way of doing it. And like I said, using the pizza analogy does make you a little hungry. But, <laughs> but uh, you can learn how to read a chart. And, and I have people, uh, there were 30 or some people who were taking it. And a few of them have actually gotten really into it. And now they have shingles up. You know, they're doing readings for other people, which makes me very proud. 
Mm. Let's dive back into the book a little bit more and talk about moon signs. Where do the moon signs come from? And when you're speaking regarding the emotional intelligence, tell us how we use that for ourselves and other people. Well, the moon is actually one the easiest thing to explain with astrology because every 28 days it comes around. The word month comes from moon and it's connected to a, a woman's menstrual cycle. It's your hunches, your intuitions. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's pretty amazing with the moon. Uh, the, the moon through the signs has a different concept because the signs have their own flavor. And when the moon is in, in a sign in your birth chart, like my moon is in Pisces, the, the way your sun is. So my emotions, uh, I can get very sensitive. You know, you cry at movies because I'm an Aquarius sun. So an Aquarius sun are usually cool, unemotional because you got to be the scientist, the innovator, the revolution, revolutionary the innovator, you cannot let what came before or, or feelings get in the way of science, you know, which works in, in an adverse way. You know, you have the mad scientists who do bad things. So, so having a moon in Pisces softens it and keeps me from being a robot. <laughs> so your moon's in cancer, right? That's correct. That's the most clairvoyant yeah. placement. The moon, in astrology, we say a, a planet rules a sign. It's like they go together like a horse and carriage. So moon and the sign cancer are, are linked in that sense. They it's both, at home. Yeah, they both have that feeling. But you should always go with your, your feelings because your feelings are, are strong and true. And so when people are talking about emotional intelligence, uh, especially now more than ever, uh, I think it's, it's a time to trust our hunches and our gut response and follow the soul then they're really leaning more on their moon symbolism in their chart. I yes. think that's been brought home by the pandemic and the headlines changing every day and all the explanations changing every day. The only way to really know the truth is to trust your intuition. And that can be different truths for different people, you know, depending. But um, I think if we haven't honed that by this time, you can't, Put your faith in other people. You know, you have to put your faith in in your own inner knowledge, which is your moon sign. Uh, you, you, the thing with your in, uh, emotional intelligence is, if you know how your buttons can be pushed, yes, um, then you can see it happening. Uh, I, I see it in myself. And the thing is, once again, mindful astrology. Keep it in your mind, so you don't just blindly go through life doing stuff that you're a little more self-reflective, um, become more of a self-correcting mechanism. And if you're going to be a self-correcting mechanism, you have to have some kind of list of things you want to check and things you, you think are good about yourself and things that you think you like to work on. And, and mindful astrology and astrology in general, if you get into it, helps you do that. I would think that uh, compatibility, if, if someone's dating or, or is interested in someone uh, or in regard to even having two children, Understanding the compatibility of charts would be very important. That's one of the best uses of it. Yeah. Because if you meet someone and you know their celestial trilogy and you know that um, they seem a little more aggressive than it's comfortable for you, maybe that's because they're Aries rising, then you can get used to it and reach out and understand and not take it personally when someone, you know, to respect this unique portrait that another person is. And that can jive. I mean, if you looked at Monty's and my charts individually, you would say we should not be married to anybody because we're both 
super independent people. So we found another super independent person and it jives together and the gears mesh that well because we have this language of astrology that can help me understand Monty in a deeper level. I don't expect him to be exactly like me. One of the most interesting things about astrology is when you look at a chart, you learn how to read it. Like in my course, if you see the planet Uranus that we've been talking about, revolution, eccentricity, genius, um, freedom, if you see it in that person's seventh house, which is the house of the partner, these are people that sometimes have separate houses when they have a relationship that works. They do not live together. They, They give each other the space. So you can't look at people and say you should live this way in a white picket, you know, with a white picket fence around your nice little house. There are people that have to live a certain way, and society sometimes pressures them and drives them crazy. And, and astrology is more along the lines of make it work. This is who you are. Make it work. Don't listen to the tenets of society. Uh, I'm not saying do anything illegal or, or, or you know, uh, invade someone else's space or do things that hurt people. But you know what I'm saying. It, it's, it's you have to be yourself. You have to be you. Well, you know, in relationships, we tease each other about our quirks. Right. I mean, those are characteristics that are innate in our personalities that we can um, laugh at or understand and know that's the way we are and that that's the way you are and that's the way and and very particular and it's very interesting i mean you have to be interested in other people to yes. be interested in astrology because that's what it's all about now as individuals pick up this book mindful astrology and they start to learn more about their sun moon and rising sign uh, and they endeavor more on this but they really want a professional to share with them about their chart how can they work with you, Monty, in regard to learning more about themselves? Well, they can certainly go to the Monty with an E, uh, Farber.com and, and schedule a reading. And, I, you know, people are like, how often do I have to do it? Well, if I'm good at it, maybe just once, you know. Um, but there are a lot of good astrologers out there. Uh, find out somebody in your neighborhood because you might want to actually sit with them. Well, it should be someone highly recommended, just like a doctor or a dentist, because, you know, there are people that work on different levels and you want to make sure it's a, a language of psychology and it can really work as therapy to help you understand yourself better and understand what's going on in your life and understand you want to know on your birthday, for instance, to get a birthday reading, a yearly birthday reading to yes. see what it's happening for the year and you can kind of schedule and plan good times to take trips and good times to pull in good times to put your energy out. It's, it's very useful for business and for all aspects of your life. And, and one of the, um, when I get someone and they know their moon, sun and rising sign, the reading is always better because they've come and they're prepared. Um, so that's another reason we did this book actually. You know, we used to go to these astrology conventions and instead of having, hello, my name is Monty, they had your sun, your moon, your rising sign besides your name. My God, that was so much fun because you, you, I'm not saying you put somebody in a box when you see their sun, moon, and rising sign, but it gives you a, a wonderful starting point to develop real relationships. So that's, that's what astrology is all about. You've got to like people. And if you're going to go to an astrologer for a reading, you have, they have to like people because if they just want to be sitting there making pronouncements and love the sound of their own voice and they're telling you and if somebody says this person's going to 
pass or the, don't run the other direction. You want practical information. Right. You want stuff that helps you navigate your daily life. That's what we try and put into every book we do because we're living our daily life too. We, we, we know how hard it is for people. We're all faced with important decisions and sometimes you want an outside opinion and um, it usually resonates with your own intuition and that's the best kind of reading where it kind of helps you articulate some of those inner feelings which are ruled by our moon. Sometimes that's the mysterious part of ourselves where it's, it's not brought to the surface, but a good astrologer can help that. If you concern yourself only with your sun, moon, and rising signs, as Monty and Amy explain in their book, Mindful Astrology, you will have a solid foundation upon which to build your astrological knowledge if and when you choose to learn about the rest of your chart. You can find out more about all of the work that they do and things that they create. If you go to theenchantedworld.com, you can also go to amyzerner.com and montyfarber.com. Your sun represents your purpose in life, your moon sign rules your emotional intelligence, and your rising sign indicates how you appear to others. Explored together, this celestial trilogy gives you meaningful insights into love and relationships, work and career, wealth and success, wellness and mindfulness. Use the ancient wisdom of the stars to create a life filled with self-knowledge, peace and meaning. Once again, visit theenchantedworld.com. It has been a pleasure as always, Amy and Monty, to have you back on the show. Continue creating extraordinary things. When you order your copy of Mindful Astrology, be sure to pick up their Signs and Seasons cookbook so that you can also have some mindful eating. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simran next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.